Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Daniel, and we're in the fourth chapter of Daniel, chapter that Nebuchadnezzar, uh, quote, wrote, unquote. Okay, this is Nebuchadnezzar proclaiming some things and saying some things. And we've seen in the previous episode that the first three verses is literally Nebuchadnezzar calling the people, all the people of the earth, to praise God. Listen to what he says in verses one through three. Nebuchadnezzar, the king to all the peoples, nations, and men of every language that live in all the earth, May your peace abound. It has seemed good to me to declare the signs and wonders which the Most High God has done for me. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. So Nebuchadnezzar is proclaiming the praises and the wonder and the glory of the Most High God. And the things that the Most High God has done for him. <clears throat> Notice what he says. First of all, he grants them peace. Remember this? He says, may peace abound. That's not at all like the Nebuchadnezzar that we've seen before, right? But he says, it seems good to me to declare what? God's signs, God's wonders, what the Lord has done. Okay? And not only signs and wonders, but in the next verse, he says, his great signs, his mighty wonders. And then he declares that the Most High God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And the most high dominion is the dominion that will last from generation to generation. Then Nebuchadnezzar picks it up in verse 4, and he starts to recount a dream that he had. So verse 4, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at ease in my house and flourishing in my palace. Well, that right there tells you a lot. I think it's here in verse 4, chapter 4. He says, I'm at ease in my house and I'm flourishing in my palace. In other words, I'm at peace at home. I'm at ease at home. There's no problems going on. There's nothing happening. And I'm flourishing in my palace, the throne room. His kingdom was flourishing. There was no trouble. There was no pressure. There was no problem. Nothing was happening. Everything's great. Everything's wonderful. Verse 5, I saw a dream, and it made me fearful. And these fantasies, as I lay on my bed, and the visions in my mind kept alarming me. So look how Nebuchadnezzar describes what he's experiencing. He says, I saw a dream. You know, a lot of times we say that we have a dream. In this case, he's saying, I saw a dream. And he describes it as a dream. He describes it as visions in my mind. He was seeing things in his mind. And he describes them as fantasies, fantasies. <laughs> you know, we have a, a certain idea, but the idea behind this, <coughs> excuse me, guys, is that it's a, a mental picture, okay? He's imagining something. He's seeing something of his mind imagining. It has to do with thoughts, with images, okay? He's seeing some things. So he says, I saw a dream. The dream made him what? Fierce, a fearful. So here he is at ease. Here he is flourishing in his palace. No fear, 
no anxiety, no problem, but then he has a dream. And this dream made him fierce, fearful. And the fantasies were occurring while he's on his bed, as he laid on his bed. And he had visions in his mind, and those visions kept alarming him. So here, he's fear-filled. He's alarmed over what he's encountered. So what do you think he's going to do? Well, we've seen this before, verse 6. So I gave orders to bring into my presence all the wise men of Babylon, that they might make known to me the interpretation of the dreams. Then the magicians, the conjurers, Chaldeans, and diviners came in, and I related the dream to them. But they could not make this interpretation known to me. But finally, Daniel came in before me, whose name is Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods, and I related the dream to him, saying, so let's just stop right there in the middle of a sentence at the end of verse 8. <laughs> so what does he do? Nebuchadnezzar calls in the wise men of Babylon. And it's the, the group we've seen before, the magicians, conjurers, the Chaldeans, the diviners, all these guys. Okay, He calls them in, but they couldn't make the interpretation known. But then he finally calls in Daniel. Well, remember in chapter 2, he'd already had an encounter with Daniel. I wonder why he didn't just call in Daniel to start with. You ever wonder about that? Well, we're not told point blank. But there's probably just a, a very simple logistical reason for it. Remember when it was all said and done at the end of the second chapter when Daniel interpreted that dream, that the uh, the king placed Daniel in charge of all these folks. Okay? He was over the Chaldeans. He was over these folks. He was the boss. And so what the king did was the king just called in those that are supposed to be able to do this. They were unable to do it, so he worked his way up to the big boss. <laughs> Now, could the king have called Daniel in straightforward? Well, sure he could have. He's the king, right? But he's working within the system. Yeah, he's working within the system. When he was, None of them could provide the interpretation. That's what he called Daniel. Well, he calls Daniel by his uh, Babylonian name, Belteshazzar. And he actually acknowledges this according to the name of my God. And it, Belteshazzar literally means the lord of uh, the straight treasure, okay, the treasure. And well, according to the name of my God, I thought that uh, Nebuchadnezzar was saying that the Most High is the God of all gods. He is. He is saying that the Most High is the God of all gods. And he is declared that he is the one who is whose kingdom will last forever, whose dominion is from generation to generation. He believes that and he declares that. But he's acknowledging that Daniel was named after his God, a God out of his lineage, out of his background. And then he says some more about Daniel. He says he calls in Daniel's, Daniel, in whom is a spirit of the holy gods. And I related the dream to him. So he's acknowledging that there's a spirit of God in him, a spirit of the holy gods. You know, us in the Western church, we sort of struggle with that. We go, ah, oh, no, I'm not sure about that. You know, pantheism, right? The kind of thing right here, whatever, you know, Gods are everywhere, and there's multitudes of gods and all this kind of stuff. The thing is, it's true. Okay? And it's a spirit of the holy God. It is the spirit of the most high God. He's already declared that in the second chapter, and he declares it at the beginning of this right here. But he's acknowledging that Daniel's spirit is the spirit of the God above all the gods. And then the king says this, And I related the dream to him. Verse 9, last verse for today. O Belteshazzar, Chief of the magicians, notice he's a chief here. Since I know that a spirit of the holy gods is in you, 
and no mystery baffles you. Tell me the vision of my dream, which I've seen along with its interpretation. And so then the next verse, as we're going to see in the next episode, Nebuchadnezzar starts telling him about the dreams, about the visions. He didn't do <coughs> what he did in the, uh, previously in the second chapter, demanding that the dream be told, then demanding the interpretation. No, now he's saying, here, let me tell you what I heard. Let me tell you what I saw. And let, let me ask you to bring forth an interpretation of this. But notice what he says. You're the chief of, magi of the uh, magicians. The spirit of the holy gods is in you. And I know that no mystery baffles you. <laughs> well, there's some pressure there. Well, not really. Okay? Not really. Why is that? Because Daniel has already told him in chapter 2 from the beginning, hey, this is nothing that I can do. This is not by my power and not by my might. This is by the hand of the Lord. There is a God who knows this. And that's what uh, Nebuchadnezzar is saying. I know that you have the spirit of that God. And I know that there's no mystery that's going to baffle you. So please, tell me the visions of my dream. Tell me what I've seen. Interpret these things. Help me understand this. You know, the world still cries for that same exact thing today. It does. And people say, well, no, 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 God doesn't move in this way nowadays. Oh, yes, he does. The real question is, are you willing to be a vessel of his to do so? Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.